Hello, friends, and welcome again to another episode of the Pilot Podcast. I am Jared Cornut, joined by the unfriendly Matt Hensley, based <laughs> off of the conversation we just had before this podcast started, and Alan Murray, who always records in his car now. I guess that's a thing. Um, I see an empty car seat, so he's not recording with his children in the car, so we shouldn't get interrupted there. Guys, how are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Uh, we were just talking about the, uh, the temptation that I have right now to drop everything and go down to Houston, Texas. And I'm trying to lead you astray in that same thing because it would be wonderful to either celebrate with you or commiserate with you, you know, because I am one that can rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. But man, if we won, it would not be a fun trip for you. If we lost, I, I would come up with something. I would I would start talking about the whiny fan base or something like that. but. I'd come up with something, but, but yeah, I'm doing good. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep and sleep with those who sleep. Uh, Cause you guys are talking about baseball, but I'm doing well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing good because I'm sinful. Unlike you, Matt, I'm doing well. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing well. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. See, Matt, what would happen though, is if we lost game six, which I hope we do not do, and we could drive down, I'm going to shoot myself, you know, for not saying let's go to game seven. Because, yeah. I mean, game seven of the World Series, uh, that would be a lot of fun to go to. But I'm, I'm doing great despite my Braves' epic collapse uh, last night after hitting a grand slam in the first inning as an Atlanta sports fan, which I just choose the Braves. I don't cheer for anybody else. Uh, I am used to it at this point. Well, guys, uh, we have some stuff to talk about outside of the World Series. But I think we're going to circle back around to that at the end. Um, bad news or good news first? What do you want? I want to say I'm going to say good news because Alan, I know what Alan's going to pick. I always say just rip the bandage off. Let's rip the bandage off. We'll go with the elderly here. We'll go with whoever is older gets to choose. <laughs> and so Alan wins that. Former Lifeway Credit Union employee charged with fraud is what the headline says. The Madras Press, an operations and marketing director for Lifeway Credit Union, has been charged with embezzling more then $242,000, which would buy tickets for me and Matt easily. Easily. Easily to go to the Home World play. Series. Home play. Oh, yeah, great seats. Yeah. Uh, between, check this out, guys, between October 2016 to February 2021. There's a couple of things that jump out to me. One, Lifeway's got a credit union. I had yeah. no idea. The day I learned. The day, <laughs> the I, day learned. I learned that. Two, how did this person still... <laughs> $242,000 over five years. Uh, the charges are against Monica Jackson, who is 42 years old. It was found by the FBI, uh, and uh, they were charged on October the 28th, which was last Thursday. Uh, she did still approximately $242,000 and uh, uh, 242156 Guys, uh, you hear about this? Uh, what do you Only think about through it? the social media stuff with the Baptist press post? And, and that was the first thing that I thought like, Oh, we have a credit union. I did not know that. And I think Kyle even made a similar comment to Jonathan Howe, who said that his car was loaned uh, through the uh, credit union. So obviously he knew all wow. about it. What are the uh, rates are? Yeah. Might check into it. So did you know the uh, the credit union started in 1954 uh, for employees of the Baptist Sunday School Board? It's been in business about – it's about 15 years younger than Allen um, is what it is. I think is what it says if it's 54. And um, 
they in 2020 they reported 47 million dollars in assets by 2,500 members, and so it's not a huge bank, but this is actually it's a lot of money. Yeah, so I went to Costco today, so I believe in total depravity, and so I'm I'm not surprised. My my first reaction. I used to work for Lifeway. Um, Evidently, the credit union was not available to brick and mortar stores outside of the Nashville area because I had no idea there was a credit union. Um, you know, people are sinful. Um, people fall into all sorts of temptations. And um, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And so I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm more surprised that Lifeway had a credit union than somebody embezzled money from them. Um, it looks bad. Um, you know, again, this is being alleged. It looks bad because somebody stole money. But uh, this isn't just like your local bank around the corner. This is a credit union that's affiliated with the Sunday School Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, at least that's what we used to call it when I was growing up. And so um, it brings reproach on the name of Christ. And I think that's terrible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the legal process is involved and I'm sure they'll do what's right. Um, and I hope the rates don't go up uh, <laughs> on future loans for people. Uh, borrowing money from the Lifeway Credit Union. Well, on that, the theft, they said, did not negatively impact credit union members, and new controls have been put into place to prevent a similar occurrence in the future. And uh, that was from their CEO, Doug Clinton, as he told the Baptist Press. And so that is some silver lining that maybe their rates aren't going to go up and that kind of thing. So what's some good news, uh, Jared? Enough of the bad news. We do have some good news. I want to tell you the story of a church whose water bill has gone up for a good reason. Todd Fletcher is the pastor of the Beulah Baptist Church in Tyron, North Carolina, and he's been there for three years. When he got there, the church had not had any baptisms. In fact, they had not had baptisms in four and a half years, and so he made their baptistry a prayer closet. And he told the deacons at the church that soon water would be flowing again. And he began meeting and praying. At this time, Beulah averaged 25 people in attendance. But as of October the 24th, they had celebrated their 55th baptism over the last three years. And now they're averaging over 100 in attendance. Now, Fletcher in his first pastorate, uh, which is excited about this, he does not see it as an overuse of the baptistry, which I don't think any of us would say there is such thing as an overuse of your baptistry, as long as these baptisms are authentic and real. And it seems like God is doing a mighty work in this church. There's growth that is happening. Uh, people's lives are being changed. And not only that, it seems to be sticking. Uh, the fact that they've gone up in attendance. seems like people are getting involved and God is doing a revitalization work in this church there. Alan, uh, you're in North Carolina. Do you know Todd or do you know anything about this church? Um, I don't know him. I've heard the story. Um, I do know that it's pronounced Tryon, uh, not, not Tyron. My bad. Um, <laughs> uh, it's in Western North Carolina, uh, but I think it's great. You know, normally when you hear Baptist life, when we hear dry baptistries, um, we're thinking, you know, dead churches or baby dedications. And so I'm, I'm glad that um, God's doing a, a tremendous work there. I think it's a testament that all of us can listen to, to just say, hey, let's pray about these things. Um, we we can't, can't always bring people in. Uh, you can invite folks, but ultimately the Holy Spirit can do a work that we can't. And so I think this is great. I think more of us should pray. If more of us prayed, uh, we might see more full baptistries. It, it kind of goes back to the story we'll talk about a couple times on here with fill the tank. Um, the, to pray and be expectant and just watch God work. 
Yeah, I like what he said. Equip the saints and let them go. Then watch go, God show out. And uh, that's a good good encouragement because, you know, a lot of times we we think, you know, we need to preach the sermon. We need to do the Sunday school, all of that good stuff, lead the music, all of that in our churches. And, and that's going to be enough. But ultimately, we need to equip our folks intentionally to share their faith, to make disciples as they go and all of that. And as as we were just talking about praying expectantly that God would, in fact, save. I think in our baptism episode, that was something that I talked about was I was getting frustrated where sermon after sermon, there was no response that I could see, at least, you know, visibly. And uh, and I was like, God, you know, we're, we've got lost people here. We've got all of this kind of stuff, what's going on. And, uh, and so I just began to pray for each of those folks by name that have been coming for a while and just asking God to save them. And lo and behold, he did. And, uh, and so we need to pray and pray expectantly and uh, equip our folks to share their faith. And just, as he said, watch God show out. I also like uh, what this article points out. Salvations were not exclusive to Sunday morning sermons and invitation times, but they took place on front uh, front doorsteps and after casual conversations. Um, salvation is not limited to Sunday. It can happen any day, and it doesn't have to be after a sermon. And so mobilize your people to get out there and share the gospel. Love this story. Love, I love that their water bill went up. I just Great. hope they're getting one up so they can cover the water bill. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love that that, that happened. Uh, and maybe no, – I'm not going to say that. All right. Uh, we're going to move to our Southern Culture topic. Uh, World Series Game 6 tomorrow night from houston alan let me tell you what i went to game one of the world series uh, it was kind of crazy my dad called me said do you want to go to game one yes i do uh and a buddy of his bought tickets to game one thinking it was in atlanta uh and for those games in houston so i got a phenomenal deal on tickets and alan i ordered this tell me if you would eat this i get a little hungry around the fourth fifth inning braves are doing the thing playing a pretty good game and they serve this meal inside of a little Astros hat, a helmet, and it's tater tots with pulled pork and barbecue sauce and queso. Glory to God. It was good. It was good. Yeah, uh, they do something real similar to that at Bank of America Stadium uh, where the Panthers play. Um, and I actually went to order it last time I was there, and they were out. Uh, and so I wasn't able to oh. get it. And so I was, I was very disappointed. Um, and I would have you to know that, that I did um, tell everybody to, to chop on during the last game uh, just for you. And, I've, I've, you know, I don't keep up with baseball because you all know it bores me. But it's very important to a lot of people. Um, I know you that went. And then the last game they played in Atlanta, another good friend of mine, he and his brother went down there. And so I've been hearing a lot about it from a lot of people. And, it was a um, lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I assumed it would have been over uh, last night, but Matt Matt prayed harder than you did. Matt did pray. We had we you know we were trick or treating. Matt doesn't trick or treat do something. No, like that. We, we were. I was getting blown up on my my phone because I did not go to the fall festival at First Baptist Church Farmersville because the game. Wow. Was and uh, I'm wow. just in a season of life where I'm not going to do it. No. I, I should have gone. I did go to Trinity Baptist for a little while. My buddy that's here. Oh, at, if you uh, ever go to the pastor again, I hope for your new church members here with us. I know, right? So, but yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed the second half of that game much better than the first inning. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, pray, uh, pray that um, as you listen to this on Tuesday, 
the tickets uh, that maybe somebody feels a little benevolent and uh, gives me a match of tickets. I would love to go. But if, if I can't, I will watch it from the comfort of my own home and hopefully watch the Braves win the first World Series since I was five years old. And uh, if and not... was 70. I don't know. He was like 62 then. But okay. I mean... I don't know math well. I think, we, I think we got three Alan Age jokes in uh, this episode, which is uh, our quota that we try to fill every episode. So I'll go ahead and ask, guys, got anything else you want to add before we bring this thing to a close? Not a thing. Well, friends. Go, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, go to your state convention if yours hasn't happened go, yet. I thought you were going to say go Braves. Uh, <laughs> well, friends, join us again next time here at the pilot. We hope you had your fill, had your full. Please don't steal from anybody. Uh, but especially the Lockwood Credit Union. And uh, fill those baptistries up. Go get you a helmet full of tater tots and barbecue. And join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Same Baptist, my friends.